for Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfield Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with pediatrician Dr. Jessica Nigerian-Bell about how and when we should talk to our kids about big news events. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Jessica. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, should we talk to our kids about upsetting news events? So it's such a great question, and especially in these times, with anyone with small children and even onto teenagers, there's been a lot on the news and in the newspapers about things that are going on, both politically and with the environment and everything. And so it is such a such an important question now. And I've gotten a lot of that in the clinic, actually. The American Academy of Pediatrics, where we get a lot of our recommendations from, they really do recommend that caregivers, teachers, parents, pediatricians kind of filter the information that, that is in the news and that is around us and then present it in a way that the child is able to understand and cope with at their age level, if that makes sense. So, you know, we don't want to completely hide things from children and as they get into adolescence and adulthood, start to talk more and more about things, but bring it to to their level. Should we assume our kids already know something happened? So I usually say the best approach is to start just asking them what they know about the event and what questions they have. Of course, this will be a little easier in an older child, but if your younger child starts asking you about about something maybe they saw in the news or they saw, you know, when we are walking outside or at a grocery store or seeing it in the newspaper, you know, ask them what they've heard or, or what questions they have is going to be the best initial approach to it as opposed to just assuming that they that they know that something happened and then that can kind of help guide you into what direction to take and and how to approach it. So how do we get started? I think the best way, you know, I talked a little bit about by asking them what they know about the event and then just starting with the basics. So just the basic information Really, they don't need big graphic details about the circumstances. They want to know what's happening in the world, but the graphic images can be really disturbing to them, even myself as well, and us as adults. And so, yes, those things are going to be present, but if we can not have that be the first thing that they see, you know, unfortunately, sometimes children will see those graphic images because that they flash on the news or they're on the front of a newspaper. But if we can talk to them about the basic information first, that can really be best because they, and when they're younger, it's hard for them to truly grasp everything that's going on. And so distinguishing reality from what isn't real is hard for them too. And so how I've approached some things is with reassurance. And that is always really helpful in telling them that everyone's taking steps to keep them safe. And so if it is a scary thing that, that maybe happened to another state or another person, that people reassuring them that people are really working hard to keep everyone safe can be really helpful for them so they aren't constantly then worrying about it. 
What if we are upset by the news? Do we let our kids see our reaction? I would say it is okay to let children see our emotions. And I definitely have let my children see some of my emotions. But really explaining to them that if things bother us, that's okay. And we're all here to love and support each other. So instead of holding something inside, it's okay to talk about it and and have a plan and a positive plan. I think the positive aspect is really important in future. However, in that same breath, if you're feeling like your emotions are really impacting how you're interacting with your child, because sometimes things can get really overwhelming for us and our own stress and, and anxiety can impact how we talk to our child and be more short-tempered with them and things like that, then maybe approaching and talking to somebody one of your peers is helpful before you then kind of approach it with your with your child so then your anger or your anxiety doesn't then get placed onto them. But I think if something upsets you or if it excites you, it's okay to let them see that. It's okay to let them see emotions. Just making sure that you're sharing why you're having those feelings with them is important. Are there signs we should watch for that shows they are stressed? You know, there there are. And so coping and helping a child to cope with, with some of these things is really important. And a few signs that maybe this isn't happening in your child would be, you know, similar problems that we might have. So sleep problems, if they're waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares or if they're having trouble going to sleep because they're worried. Physical complaints we see a lot in kiddos that are worried about things. So, you know, tummy aches or headaches or things like that. Changes in behavior, you know, acting out or being very emotional and crying a lot. Those can be some signs that maybe their coping strategies are not going so well and and talking to them about what is bothering them. And if you have been talking about kind of these upsetting news events, maybe taking a little breather from it and and talking to them about what's stressful for them and trying to focus on some other things. And you always can talk to your pediatrician too if you feel like, gosh, they are really struggling with sleep or, or tummy aches or things like that too. What should we do if our child is afraid of tornadoes, for example, or other events that could happen? Talking about natural disasters, the most important thing is that there are people that are taking steps to keep all of us safe. Wherever you live, certain states have more propensity for tornadoes, certain states have more propensity for for hurricanes or things like that. And so talking to them about there are people around that are going to let us know if those things are going to happen and how we can keep safe during those things. And so, and then if something like that does happen, instead of identifying what could have been done to prevent that, I'm concentrating on what can be done to help those that are impacted by it and, and showing how, how much support is going to these people. You know, even some of the natural disasters and weather changes that we're seeing throughout the U.S. now and how people are so severely impacted by it, but how, how people are reaching out and helping, that can be helpful to share with children so they know that things are being done to help others. Does it help to talk about good news events too? I think so. I really do. I think this helps with hope with children and showing that there are positive things. Sometimes it does feel like, you know, the news is very negative. I try to not have it on all the time or or have it always around my children just because there are a lot of negative things on there. But 
But when there are positive things, that's exciting. And sharing those good events is really helpful so that children can see that people are putting positive plans in place for negatives and situations. And then it also helps them to be problem solvers. Yeah, I think 100% talking about positive things is really, really helpful. Does it help our kids have resilience if we talk about current events on a regular basis? I think it definitely can. I think you have to always, you know, really weigh the age of the child and their understanding. So, you know, my two and a half year old really probably is not going to understand the big kind of events that are going on. But maybe my five-year-old or four-and-a-half-year-old would a little bit more. And as they get older, I do think that talking about some of those current events is helpful and does help them become more and more resilient. You know, some of these circumstances we can't control, but we can really work to strengthen our relationship with our children and talking about these things. And then, you know, lessons and what we can learn from some of these times that may be difficult for the world and for, for the country. And then it also helps them to be able to express their feelings about things and and recognize when they are, you know, feeling overwhelmed by things or feeling scared about something. In all of my well visits with some of my patients that are getting a little bit older, you know, and kind of those preteen years, we talk about just how are you feeling over this past year and that it's okay that you've had all the different emotions. And I share that I've had lots of different emotions, but the fact that there are people working on on a lot of these things that are going on and and that there's people that are problem solving things, I think has really helped in some of those conversations. Any other advice you could share? So I would say, you know, if you ever feel like things are starting to get kind of overwhelming and your child has lots of questions that you're not sure about, you know, talking to your pediatrician or a mental health provider is always helpful. A couple of books that I have really liked for different age groups that kind of touches on a few of these things is, you know, for the younger children, there's one that's called Clifford and the Big Storm. So Clifford, the big red dog in the big storm, talking about a big storm. And that is good for kind of that younger age group. The other book that I like is called The Rabbit Listened by Corey Dorfield, and that is just about listening. And so it's about a rabbit that tries to talk to different animals about what they're worried about, and everyone tries to offer a solution. And then the person that helped the most was the one who was kind of just really listening. The last two that I really like by Julia Cook, one is called The Anthill Disaster, which kind of talks about natural disasters, and then A Flicker of Hope, which then really focuses on hope and, and positive things on the horizon. So those are a couple of books that I've liked and I've been recommending to some of my patients. Great information. Thanks, Dr. Jessica. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening.